Hello everybody and welcome to the end of the year. This is our semi-normal, since we've only done it twice, end-of-the-year podcast. We're going to talk about what we think the games of the year were. Uh, it'll probably be a little long, as I'm sure you can tell by the, the duration numbers right there. But we're not sure if we're going to do the negatives this one, or we're going to cut that into a different podcast. So it's a surprise to you. It's a surprise to me. It's a surprise to my good friends, Craig. Hello. And Happy New Year. No. Shush. Smooth no. intro, Dave. Hello. All right. So. While I stall for time, while I open up my tablet to the Word document that I have, <laughs> why don't we talk about, guys, good year, bad year? What do you think? It's been a great year. It's been an absolutely banging year, hasn't it? Because remember, we started off strong back in the day with Monster Hunter, and summer was spent catching up with all other games, and then we've had a great last quarter of the year as well. Oh minus my gosh, one it's been big ridiculous. release. Yeah, it's just it. It just keeps going. It's great, and I mean, it's absolutely great. The games came out that I forgot were coming out, and Detroit have picked up and I've I've bought that. I still have. I still haven't played Detroit. How come you can't die, remember it? what you said, but you can fucking remember? That I forgot. Yeah. So to answer your question, Dave, twenty eighteen has been amazing, yes. and I, this is the first period of time i've had off in a good while we're on our christmas break at the moment and i, I feel overwhelmed with the amount of games i've missed so i'm i'm i'm, I'm playing them all i'm, I'm gonna all. say this is arguably one of the best years for gaming i've seen in a very long time it has mm -hmm. just been non-stop all right so here are the rules i have a bunch of dumb categories that we're gonna do now you can give two answers but you may only oh. talk about one. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's a curveball and a half. Right. Okay. Okay, so let's start off nice and gentle. This year, 2018 year of our Lord, AD, what is your favorite world that you've experienced this year? Ooh, okay. Well, if I'm allowed two answers, my first one is going to be Marvel's Spider-Man. And the one I'm going to talk about is Red Dead Redemption 2. Which might be a little bit controversial with you two, <laughs> but <laughs> I fell head over heels for that world. Absolutely loved it. Really, really embraced it, especially with the the, the different mechanics with the animals and the hunting and exploring. It just completely up my street. So, Red Dead Redemption Two wins. Favorite world for me. How about you, Dave? I Red Dead World fell flat on its face for me. Um, okay, so. <laughs> This is very easy because my first answer will be Divinity 1. My second answer oh, will shout. be Divinity 2. <laughs> Pretty oh, easy. Wait, wait, there's no Monster Hunter in that. What there is, going is on no here? Monster Hunter. Okay, Divinity has an amazing world where it's able to keep a very cheeky sense of humor while keeping the story fairly serious and not looking goofy. Like, it's kind of like Discworld. Or even though I hate it, Doctor Who, where it can be goofy sometimes, but it doesn't mean you take it any less seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I totally know what you mean about Divinity. It's, it's great. The fact that you can just do anything in it, it, it adds to the charm. What do you got, Craig? Um, well, my backup answer then is the town of Thimbleweed. 
obviously, from Thimbleweed Park. But my actual real favourite world answer is the ancient Norway of God of War. Because it's just fantastically packed full of, I won't say lore, but half history and learning things that, you know, are actual real facts. Or, you know, like mythological Would you say fa- facts. It's a head above everything else. Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Um, it's not, not just that. It's not just the, the way it's packed. The, the way it looks, the way the world works, That the feel of it being open, but it's not too open. It's kind of like a hub worldy type game with a bit of openness. It just it nailed it for me. Um, absolutely, absolutely nailed it. It knocked it out of the park. So I just, I loved that place. Did it knock it out of the Thimbleweed Park? Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I'm Again. on forum today. Yeah, they are. They are. I mean, the first five minutes is going to be okay, but two hours in, you might have to drop yeah, that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, gentlemen, uh, this one was one that took me a very long time to finally just nail down, and that is, what is your favorite? Looking at the list. Hold on. Your favorite character. <laughs> oh man, from this yeah, year. Now that. Now that I know we're doing two, I've written two answers for a lot of them, and I haven't prioritized one over the other. But this one mirrors my first answer. So, um, Ransom the Clown from Thimbleweed Park uh, was was a stand-up guy, but Mimir from God of War just blew me away at how good that character was played, how much he added. Hang on, how far through the, the game are you, Luke? Yeah, I was about to say, please don't spoil it. I'm only, yeah. I'm only like a quarter of the way through. <laughs> okay, um, so Mimir from God of War. End. <laughs> <laughs> God, Luke. Yeah, cool. Okay, so if we're like two answers... I'm oh my gosh, say... don't say this every question, guys. <laughs> All right, We know we're allowed two answers, okay? I said it. The one I'm not going to talk about is Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm glad he's back. Sonic Mania. Yeah. And my favourite character this year has been Arthur Morgan. I just loved him. To hear why I listen to our Red Dead Redemptions episodes. Dave. Part two. Who's your favourite character? Make sure it's part yes. two. <laughs> part two, definitely. Um, well, here's the thing. I, I gotta kind of agree with Craig. I think God of War is a fantastic game. And you're going to hear it a lot here. You're going to hear a mm-hmm. lot of the big names over and over. But I'm going to say Kratos from God of War, mainly because of how he's changed. It's not a huge amount, but it's a pretty good amount. He's not near as face-stabby McRage as as he was. <laughs> so I, I really, really liked that. And number two is going to be a bit of a cheat, but I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to say Noctis. Because I replayed it this year. What? Yeah. yeah. Dude, I love me some Noctis. He's a bro. You like that naughty's emo scene, right? <laughs> yeah, that that's it. It wasn't that I was aroused <laughs> by him or anything. No, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. <laughs> All right. This one is a bit of a controversial one. Uh, the biggest disappointment yeah. you've had other than Red Dead 2. Oh, <laughs> I love that question. I love it. Uh, Luke, do you want to go first? I went first. Yes. Okay. Uh, sorry, Dave. I hope this doesn't offend you. It's Enter the Gungeon. Oh, I that's really it! Get on with this game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It just, just, just wasn't for me. I think I've rogue legacied myself out with rogue legacy. But yeah, you should try it out if you're into that sort of game. Just, just was, just wasn't my cup of tea. That's fair. Hmm. Yeah. Did you, 
Did you have a one a disappointment? Because we're allowed two answers, you know. Oh my Did gosh! You... Oh yeah, uh, and the one I won't talk about: Far Cry Five. <laughs> Craig's just quietly <laughs> like, I'm gonna fucking kill I'm you. Fine. I'm absolutely fine with that. I'm fine with that. I've got later on, later on, I've got a plan to address the Far Cry Five issue, which is fine. Uh, so I'm the one I'm not going to speak about here, and I really don't want to talk about it. Is Mario Odyssey, and the actual one that I want to talk about is Gravity Rush Two, because and and I know you guys didn't like Gravity Rush, and I kind of get why we went through all that rigmarole before, but I really did actually like it, and I really did actually like Gravity Rush Two until it just got too long, and there's mm. certain p- sections in that game that just are a bit crap, you know, like um, platform and challenge type sections that you're forced through. And I got to one of them, maybe the fifth or sixth one of them, and I was just like, do you know what? Screw this. I can't be honest with this. And I put it down, and I haven't picked it back up again. I haven't finished it. And I'm disappointed by that, because they ruined the game with them for me. <laughs> okay. Well, now, that, that it, it has enough bridges been burnt to where you wouldn't buy a Gravity Rush 3? I probably would, because I really do. There's something about that universe, that the music, the weird language that people speak, everything about it, it is just, I love it. I, th- I think it's great, and I think the way the character moves is really good. The, they've done a fantastic job in 2 of extending your powers to the point where it feels cool rather than that tech demo feel from the first one. So if a third one came out, I will pick it up and I hope they address some of those issues. I I haven't read any reviews. I don't know whether it was panned for that or panned in general, to be honest, but I I would would dive in again. Well, Well, hopefully they're listening. Yeah. We need to talk about this Mario thing at some point. You can't just drop a bombshell like that. Uh, Mario almost made it to me, too. Like, almost made oh, really? my biggest... Yeah. I'm going to suggest Ma- we play Mario for the podcast. That's going to be one of my suggestions <laughs> I, next I, year. Okay. I'm really interested I'm in this. I'm down for argument. Odyssey. I could do it again. Uh, okay, so my biggest disappointment was probably Uncharted 4. But when okay. I'm gonna... I heard that from a couple people, so what was the main reasons? Well, I wasn't going to talk about it. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> just well, I'll cut this bit out. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, uh, no. I, I don't like the way the story went. The story went very, oh, he's got a surprise brother that was never mentioned ever. I haven't played it. Thanks for the spoilers. I wish I had. Asked. Oh, it's in the first <laughs> 10 minutes. Yeah. Um. There's also stuff that goes on later where it feels like his character just changes fundamentally for a while, but I won't, I won't say anything about that. The one I want to talk about is Dragon Quest Builders. The first one, not the second one. First one. I don't like Minecraft. But the injection of Dragon Quest, I thought would be fun. And on the whole, I enjoy the game. The only problem is how repetitive it is. Like, Luke, you played it, right? Yeah, I got to the three-quarter mark, and I just it was just the same thing over and over yeah, and over Yeah, you start again, from fresh they... every single time, and there's nothing that carries... It, it's just... I'm going to play it in chunks. Like, I'm going to do a world and then let it sit for a bit and then do a world and let it sit. I think that's the best way to play it. It's a very charming game, though. I I really did fall in love with the world and the character and the music. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything Dragon Quest that's injected into Minecraft works really well for me. All right. The next question is your favorite exclusive. This could be, uh, you know, any of the four systems out. Just has to be an exclusive. Do you want to go first for this one, Dave? Because, like, we've went first the last few... 
Yeah, it's pretty simple. It's going to be Monster Hunter. I, I don't need the second one would have to be God of War, but we've already talked about that. Monster Hunter. I I lost mm-hmm. a 275 hour save when my hard drive went. <laughs> so I recently had to uh, start over again, and I'm forcing myself to use a weapon that I've never really used before to kill everything. And I'm up to Valhazak right now, so I'm almost at the end. And it took a long time to get started again, but you hit that moment where it's like. I can see the matrix and everything just clicks. <laughs> and I I've actually stopped playing some games because I've gotten back into monster hunter. So yeah, best exclusive, but that's not an exclusive. Cause I'm an idiot. I was confusing yeah, on the Xbox that one. <laughs> with the best <laughs> game. Oh, 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 Dave's an idiot guys. Okay. So I'm going to change my answer to God of war. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Okay. Guys? Um, I I played uh, Cuphead earlier in the year, uh, but I would actually stick in God of War. God of War is by far the best exclusive of the year. It's just it's just for the reasons already explained in two of my previous answers: the world and the characters and the sto- Everything about that game is to me ten out of ten perfect. It, that's the end of my answer. So. I'm going to say Super Smash Bros. and then Marvel's Spider-Man. Uh, Marvel's Spider-Man, I think, you know, we, we did an episode on it. I'd, I'd really advise you listen to it if you're into that game. I am a total sucker for sandbox games where you aren't just running on the ground. So swinging through a city is just totally my thing. And um, I still get hankerings to go back and just swing around in that game. So, yeah, my favorite exclusive. Are you waiting for all the DLC to drop before you buy it? Because that's kind of what I'm yes. doing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It, the DLC seems to be well reviewed, so I am looking forward to jumping back in or swinging back in. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I see Ooh. what you did there. All right, favorite company, gentlemen. Ooh. Favorite company. Ooh. All right, I'm going to drop something that might be a little bit controversial. Nintendo. I bought a Switch this year. I've been catching up with all the great games from last year, although I've not finished many of them. All of them. Uh, huh? Super. That all whole wide array. <laughs> yeah, this is the this is the, <laughs> the controversial bit, but um, Super Smash Bros. and just everything about having a Switch has been great. It's it's been the replacement for my 3DS and Vita, which kind of naturally just got less and less time as less and less games came out on it. I, I love being able to just pick up my console that I'm playing downstairs and go upstairs to bed and just play for another hour before I fall asleep. Um, so maybe not the greatest of second years, but for someone who's only had it for what seven or eight months i'm totally in love with it i'm just smitten with it that's called wii u syndrome luke don't worry <laughs> i didn't have a wii u <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that's perfectly fine especially if you didn't have a wii u you've missed out a good chunk of what they've done yeah it's been great i had nintendo as a backup but you've explained pretty much for the same reason as me so i'm not gonna i'm gonna skip over that my favorite from this year has been atlas actually which is an odd one for me to pick but we did persona 5 and then i went on to play persona 4 and then catherine and all the way through those many million hours with hand cramps (laughs) off of vita and and you know like sleepless nights playing games i've been sublime the three absolutely tremendous games uh just absolutely blew me away so yeah um atlas yeah it's kind of funny how atlas is now almost a big hitter Mm mm-hmm 
they just kind of exploded with the Persona series. I'm going to say, everybody knows I'm going to say this, it's Capcom. This year has been enormous for Capcom. What? I know, right? Me? Capcom? No way. <laughs> I mean, you've had the Street Fighter Anthology Collection. You've had Monster Hunter. You've, you've had just the announcements for Devil May Cry and Resident Evil. And then they do their beat-em-up. They, they're just on fire right now. And uh, yeah. it's never been a better time to be a Capcom fan. Uh, we almost forgive them for Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Almost. And my second one is going to say Hal. Did you see the Beautiful Joe remaster rumors floating about? No, not... Jeez, that's another one. That'll be great. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. and they, they finally remastered Onamusha. I mean, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, gentlemen. Uh, and this is a nebulous one, but why not keep it going? What is your favorite story from this year? Like, like what game has had a story mode that really just grappled on you? Uh, my non-talking about one is the Red Dead story because it's the only good part of the game and um, <laughs> the one that I would talk about is Thimbleweed Park because it's and I know it's not from this year, this is one of those ones where it's not from this year but play this year and blah 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 uh, it's fantastic it's an absolutely brilliant story I think Dave you've listened to the Watch Out for Fireballs episode I so have. you know the score and oh, I'm not, yeah. I wouldn't, there's no spoilers or anything here but just it's just fantastically written well executed it it just was it floated my boat i'm in glad so many ways. your boat was floated and you know <laughs> didn't get hit by robot cop well <laughs> robot <laughs> uh luke uh so similar issues to craig red dead would have won this but it's got some huge pacing issues that i think uh push it off the top spot and Marvel Spider-Man wins it for me. I it's a shame this game's come out in a year with so many other great games on it, and I'm sure God of War just from the little bit I've played of it is gonna absolutely trounce it. But um, I really enjoyed that world and that story, and really really enjoyed my time with it. So check it out if you haven't already. Uh, I'm gonna say it's Yakuza Zero. Ooh. Oh, I forgot about that. It's a good one. I'm surprised you guys didn't go for Persona. Persona was good, but Persona was good in the back half after the twist. Like, leading yeah, up okay. to it, it, it got a little stale. Um, but yeah, Yakuza 0, that was something that I honestly had to fight with myself to know you have to do side stuff. Be a hostess manager. Don't go do the story. Um, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to playing more Yakuza games at this point. Uh, and the one I'm not going to talk about is going to be Dragon Quest Eleven. I'm looking forward to playing that. That's on my um, Christmas wish list. So by the time this <laughs> airs, I will know if Santa brought me it. Ooh. Uh, speaking I'm of excited. things that might be fun that we both play at the same time, gentlemen, multiplayer. And I'm pretty sure I know what's going to win most of this. Well, Smash. <laughs> really? Um, That's not my one. Really? That's more surprising. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So S Smash is my second. My first one is Monster Hunter World. Because I didn't expect to love that game as much as I did. And just playing with you guys and going out on hunts and taking down big monsters and getting that objective. Like, grinding out items to get my next weapon. Yeah, that that was amazing. And yeah, I'm changing my mind. You've sold me on it. You're right. You're, you're, complete, <laughs> you're completely right. You are. I think it's because Smash is very recent. 
And we've only actually had one proper session or two proper sessions. Yeah, but it was what, like a three hour long session? It was a pretty beefy session. It's good, but like if you take a step back from that, oh, the last one I played was the best kind of view. Uh, Yeah, that's a hard thing to resist. Yeah, it really is. Mm. When it comes to recording something like this, man, it's difficult. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to, I'm throwing a bit of an oddball, and I'm going to say, and. It's a little predictable. I'm going to say Blood Bowl 2. Like, oh. the few matches I had with Craig to where I actually yeah. got to play Blood Bowl against a person, I was so happy. And I giggled like an idiot for like the next week and a half. That was so much fun. Yeah. Sure, it kind of died off, but that's no big deal. It's like the first proper time I've got to play Blood Bowl with somebody that was, you know, talking at the same time, other than yeah. that guy who's probably laughing at how terrible I'm doing. It it was pretty good. I think the length of match kinda impacted how much oh, we could does. actually play. Um and my second has gotta be Soul Calibur Six. Like it started off really rocky because, you know, net stuff and, you know, just connection issue. Net code was terrible, Luke. God damn it. <laughs> but <laughs> Being able to play a new Soul Calibur against people again felt really good, and I got to play as Geralt, which makes all my boy parts happy. <laughs> oh, uh, here's one that I- actually took me a very long time because I didn't notice anything, but it's a split category, and that is the best soundtrack, also best voice acting. Oh, um, I had an easy one for this best soundtrack and this is a recent game it's one of those ones but it's Beat Saber and it's not specific to just the music because if you listened to the CD of Beat Saber you're not going to get the full impact of no, it's being Euro in trash that VR trance. environment yeah yeah <laughs> but being in that environment with lightsabers battering coloured blocks to the rhythm of the music is it just it blows it's, it's amazing it's amazing to experience so it's, it's just right there uh, best voice acting, I've got Mimir from God of War. Because. Because his accent is amazing. His accent's, his accent's fantastic. Uh, what he says is amazing. And the way he delivers what he says is amazing. His timing is perfect. It's it's a perfectly written character that's been perfectly cast. That's high praise. Uh, I haven't got to that part in God of War. God of War, it's split between God of War for voice acting and uh, Red Dead Redemption for me. Uh, Red Dead Redemption is topping it just because, I mean, Dutch, John, Arthur, all really, really well voice acted. In terms of soundtrack, Oh yeah, those Red three Dead, stand out. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. In terms of soundtrack, it's, um, it's 100% Red Dead Redemption too. Just really, really love the soundtrack from that game. Well, if you love it so much, why don't you just marry it, Luke? I mean, come on. I am giving it love because you guys hate it so much. It's the middle child, okay? I'm just making sure that somebody loves it. Hey, I'm a middle child, Luke, okay? That explains a lot, Dave. It explains a lot. (laughs) Uh, Myself, I gotta go. Best soundtrack is Mega Man 11. Like, oh my gosh, that that felt so good to hear that again. And the voice acting award will go to Red Dead, even though it's a piece of crap. I don't like it. <laughs> it was pretty good on the voice acting end, like actually really good. I mean, it was, in this year, it's really tough because you have Spider Man that was acted incredibly well, and then you have God of War, which is acted great, and then you have Red Dead. It, this almost isn't what was better, but what flavor you enjoyed. You know, it's very hard to pick that. Uh, while while we're on the audio, let's do something that has nothing to do with audio. 
Ah, uh, here's a weird one. Most time spent in character creation. Smooth. Very smooth. Thank uh, you. I've got one answer for this, and it's only and this is partially to do with my memory. I can't I can't think of you know you know it's one of those questions where I could, I could look through my trophy list and I still can't answer the question, but I distinctly remember remember spending a long time in uh, the fractured but whole uh, South Park game in the character creation screen. Um, it was one of those times where I was googling classes and trying to figure you know and that difficulty slider that changes the color of your skin (laughs) you just have to have a chuckle at that um yeah yeah to make your own me south park guy it was it was pretty cool uh for me it's pillars of eternity um i've not finished this game yet hopefully i'll get time to go back to it because you're still in the character creation (laughs) screen it's been 25 hours (laughs) i have put significantly more time into the character selection screen than i have the game itself which isn't fair on the game because the game's great so is the character selection part by the way i went with druid if anybody's interested if you're not you know that now that's what i want hey my it's divinity too unlike pillars i mean you know this luke yeah. But you just get points, and there's a bunch of different categories you can <laughs> stick them in. You could go one in every category, or you can specialize. And just sitting there looking at it going, do I want to be a necromancer polymorph? Or do I want to be a ranger? I don't know. I spent a good 40 minutes in Divinity 2 Shit. just trying to hammer out a build. And then I erased it 20 hours later and went, okay, <laughs> let's do this again. <laughs> uh, a question, this will be really quick because you guys... Don't really do it, but what's your best horror of the year? Um, I only have one answer for this, and I couldn't... I've played vague horror games, but I played... This year was Until Dawn, the Rush of Blood VR. Oh, okay, yeah. Roller coaster horror thing. It's pretty spoopy. Um, It's clowns, for one of them. Luke, you would absolutely hate it. Yep, fuck that. Like, to death. (laughs) Uh, And it's, it's not the best game. It's really fun, but they've shoehorned in bosses, which ruins the roller coaster experience because they're pretty naff but for the rest of it it's it's hilariously terrifying jump scales luke uh this is a side question but have you tried psvr yet uh no i tried vr craig brought it into work or had it at work and i, I got horribly motion sick which is putting yeah. me off oh it. that sucks yeah yeah i wonder um... if you could do something like beat saber where you're not actually moving oh i can beat my saber <laughs> Oh. <laughs> That's an original joke, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, <laughs> did you play anything vaguely spoopy this year? Uh, Dead by Daylight is the only game I've played, and it was enjoyable. Um, we we keep on meaning to go back to that, actually, but there's been so many yeah. other good games that's kind of fallen fallen by the daylight. Oh. Oh. Oh, my oh that was terrible. That was <laughs> that's that's bring this to a screeching halt to point out. Ooh, that's bad. All right, uh, <laughs> myself, it's it. going to be Evil Within Two. Uh, the first one was okay. It was it was all right. Had an interesting story. Um, the second one is one of those games where the sequel does a complete one eighty and does everything better. So I really, I mean, I didn't find it necessarily scary, but it was a nice tense game. Having Duran Duran's Ordinary World as your theme song really gets you some bonus points, too. So, Evil Within <laughs> 2, I thought was really good. Um, Retro Rewind of the Year. Oh. That's an easy one oh. for me. Uh, that's Aladdin on 
the the Mega Drive. Yeah, what what can you say? It's such a such a good game. Not as good as the Super Nintendo, though, right? Y- yeah, about that day. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cena's were allowed to have two answers. Uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, that I wouldn't talk about is Mario Galaxy, but the actual one was Psychonauts for me, purely because I love that game. What Mario Galaxy was not a retro rewind, sir. Oh, it wasn't, was it? It was just a that full was main episode. episode. Right, okay. Dirty. That was a main. So episode. now he gets oh, a right. third choice. Come on, yeah, Craig. I see what he was doing. <laughs> no, I'm not going to pick anything else. All I'm going to say is, uh, Psychonauts exceeded my expectations. It was one of those ones where I went back, played it, and it was just as good, if not better, than when I originally played it. I just I loved the ever loving crap out of it. And we have an episode on it, obviously. We do, where you can hear us talk forever. Yeah. It's DuckTales. DuckTales Remastered, man. That was <laughs> a real hoot to go back to. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I agree with Psychonauts. Psychonauts was better than I thought it would be when mm-hmm. I went back to it. It was surprisingly good, because I thought it was going to be a car crash. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought everything was going to be a car crash, except the writing, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's keep this going. What was your favorite bit effect yeah. game this year? Uh, Spider-Man and Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, enough with the Red Dead Redemption 2. What? It's great. Red Dead Redemption 2 was um, not on my list at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've played maybe 12 Monster games Hunter. this year. You've played maybe 80. Uh-huh. Monster <laughs> Hunter and a controversial choice for you two. And for probably anyone else, but Horizon Zero Dawn was just... I absolutely loved that. Now, you seem to be getting the words controversial and stupid mixed up. (sighs) Such a good game. (laughs) Okay. Such a good game. No. (sighs) We have talked about it at length. We'll leave that be. Uh, We have. We have. I'm going to say Yakuza Zero wins. Like, even over Spider-Man and Red Dead Redemption. The one I want to talk about was Armored Core. Like, I know you guys really didn't dig Armored Core, but the 20-odd hours I spent with that were simply a blast. Like, that was the most fun I had this year, just tweaking things. So, yeah, I really enjoyed Armored Core. Armored Core reminds me of that, like, crazy uncle that comes to games night, and instead of just taking, like, Cluedo or Monopoly takes like axis and allies or <laughs> yeah yeah something so complicated Settlers of Catan. <laughs> it takes more time to actually go through the rules than it does to play the game yeah i've, I've made a huge mistake as well because i totally forgot about persona yeah well i mean that's um, the tricky thing with this right is you don't want to name the yeah. same game over and over and over again even if it did have a big impact on the year what are you talking about red dash attempted too <laughs> it's oh, the winner <laughs> I'm just officially, I'm officially stating that I'm changing my answer to Persona 5 because it was amazing. It was the which, tits. Which so I got, I got a beef with answers. you, Luke. Yeah. My beef is this. So Star okay. Wars Battlefront 2 yes. gets monstrous amounts of shit for all of its DLC shenanigans. Yes. Red Dead Redemption 2, where you would literally have to spend $600 to unlock everything catches no shit at all. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you on that, Dave. But I did have eight, eight hours of enjoyment for forty five pounds, and I really can't complain about that. Yeah, I mean that's not a bad value proposition. <laughs> Here's one that's that's I don't even know. 
because this is very nebulous. What game lived up to the hype train and made you go choo-choo even after playing it? God of War so far has been beyond what I expected. Just about and you've had the everything. two of us just nattering on yeah. about it yeah. for most of the year. Yeah, uh, and I think the thing is, I really didn't get on with God of War 3. I got through it, but I was just like, meh, I don't see what the hype is about. Now I understand what the hype is about with this one. It's it's on another level. My two, uh, Monster Hunter, I won't talk about, but we were very hyped for that. Hitman 2, for me, I was incredibly oh, yeah. hyped about, and Ooh. it has lived up to the expectations in every single way. Um, killing Sean Bean, for a start, is just magnificent. It, it does so much fun, too... every director does it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't stray too much from the, the kind of the first Hitman, the first new Hitman, you know, season one, but it just adds and tweaks and refines what was already amazing, and it just, it's perfect. You know, the story's absolute garbage, but each mission is crafted in such a way where you can you can take as long as you want. I'm a very patient man. Hours watching things happen and trying to figure things out and then just nail a hit and it's it's on satisfaction. It's just off the charts. And I, I'm still on the hype train. I still, I still think it's brilliant. Unlike Dishonored 2, your hype train excitement for Hitman 2 has got me to buy it. I haven't played Ooh. it yet. But mm-hmm. just based on you just being so excited about it is why I picked it up. So I, I'm yeah. curious to play it. I can't, I can't wait to hear what you think. Cause, and you, you, there's co-op. You can do co-op snipering. Oh, God. Kind of like a galley shooter sniper. Sniper that worked again. well in Sniper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really quick, mine is Mega Man 11. Mega Man 10 was 2010. I've been waiting for this game for eight years. And... It is as good as I was hoping it would be. Didn't blow everything else out of the water, but you know what? When I bought it, I literally beat it an hour and a half later and then just sat back and went, yeah, that was good. That was really good. So I that, that was one game that I'm still excited to replay for like the fifth time. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, Luke, how about you? <laughs> best looking, gentlemen, across all platforms. Best looking. Oh, I, it's God of War again. Um, so <laughs> I I was messing about with the camera mode, and you can do the, like different selfies and change all the lighting. And I had a, I had gone away from the TV, and Amy came downstairs, my wife, and she was like, "Whoa, what film's that? That looks really cool. Is it like a Viking one?" I'm like, "No, that's a game." She didn't believe me until I actually like picked up the controller and showed her moving around you really should have picked up an axe and threw it at her i I do love her dave (laughs) well yeah but you know afterwards you can put your hand on her head and go i'm sorry boy and you know everything would have been fine (laughs) i think this bit's getting cut (laughs) who's up go ahead craig Uh, best looking god of war up there definitely but persona 5 and it's Oh, I, d- I don't want to keep saying it's not from this year, but if you listen to our Persona 5 episode, well, we get all of us answers. bang on. Oh, did we get two answers? <laughs> um, it's not, but I get what Luke's saying about God of War. It's beautiful and like graphic fidelity is up there. It's it's perfect. 
Uh, but Persona 5, the art style and the direction and the, the way that game looks, both in-game and in cutscenes and the user interface and yeah. uh, the options menu, absolutely fantastic. It's just it's just an absolute delight to play. It's amazing that that's a PlayStation 3 game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that that is very much the cohesion of the art style really sells even yep. lesser polygon models, you know? Yeah. I'm going to pull a Craig and say I almost went the same way Craig did with not so much what looks the best in terms of like fidelity, but like what mm-hmm. looks really good. I almost said Dragon Quest 11 because okay. everything looks the same. But I'm going to say Cuphead. There has literally never been a game that looked like that. And it is so smooth, and so beautiful, and just so damn good. <laughs> that yeah, uh, Cuphead is is the best looking game. And ding ding ding, we had our first Xbox answer. Oh yeah, <laughs> we've had Nintendo and PS4, but Xbox finally entered the ring. Your favorite remaster, collection, re-release, whatever you know, your reissue. This one's an easy one for me. Um... I've played a lot this year, actually. I've I've been on a bit of a nostalgia mission, I think. Um, but Wonder Boy: The Dragon Strap uh, was is just a great reimagining of that game. Um, I love the way that with the click of a button you can change the the soundtrack or the visual back to how it used to look. And um, yeah, there's just been so much love and detail put into that that I, I just loved it throughout. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I haven't finished it, but yeah, I bought it on your recommendation and started playing it. And yeah, it's kind of got like that Monkey Island thing where you're just constantly flipping the buttons back and forth, going, "Whoa, this yeah, looks yeah. pretty cool." Um, myself, it, it's Castlevania, the re-release of Rondo and Symphony. These are both games that I've played probably into the dozens of times. I've finished them. But always having them available on a platform, since those are like some of the best games, I, I love that. So, thank you, Konami, for doing something this year. <laughs> it's, and Symphony is one of the games that we will play as it's been requested, oh, yeah. uh, and the new year we will be playing that. Would you recommend? Like, I've got the original one, but would you recommend the remaster over? Uh, the the like, only thing I, I would say is, is the first time I played it. The remaster is is perfectly fine. Just whatever you do, don't play it on a 360 and don't play it on a handheld system because handhelds, they scrunch okay. it in and the 360, in order to get under that like megabyte cap that they used to put on Xbox Live oh, Arcade, yeah. they kind of had to squidge everything. So oh. as long as it's not those two, go ahead. That really okay. doesn't matter too much. Cool. Okay, okay. Um, this for me is an easy one I think as well I play every single you know every single year I play um, Monkey Right Islands all the way through Data Technical everything like that so all of them is one of my answers that I don't want to talk about (laughs) (laughs) see what I did there it's like eight games Um, but the jeez Dishonored jeez that's later on Bioshock the Bioshock collection was just an absolute blast to play for the show such a good show and to just to just go through them again and not be fully disappointed by the experience and the the, the job of the remaster as well is on point the um what they've done with it is fantastic so, well the yeah. reason you weren't disappointed was you didn't play infinite 
That's very That's true. Probably That's probably very, very true. That was a that was a conscious choice because Infinite <laughs> for me was better than two. And I didn't want to ruin that. <laughs> I I forget who it was. Was it you, Luke, or Mike that came around to my two is better? It was Mike. It was Mike. Yeah, me and you thought that, Dave. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just just to add, I didn't give a second answer. Uh, Yakuza Kuami. I didn't play the original, but holy shit, have they done a good job getting that updated to the PS4? Have you done Beetle Wrestling yet? no <laughs> that sounds oh funny. my gosh i wish i hope you take a picture of your face the first time you see the the beetle <laughs> wrestling that's all oh. i'm gonna say okay i will do <laughs> uh game of the year that you played this year but wasn't released this year i've got can i can i have three <laughs> you know you you've do done eight, it for every other answer three, and then you do four <laughs> um this is an easy choice to just say Thimbleweed Park because you know I bought it, I waited the year, I got the snip, it was the perfect date, it was the perfect game, it was absolutely perfect but Persona 5 is right up there as well because of what it is. It doesn't sound Um, like the perfect day. It doesn't sound like the perfect like having your balls fondled and snipped by a Greek doctor while he talks to you about what you're doing the rest of the weekend isn't ideal but the Thimbleweed Park more than made up for it. Um, my actual real big answer is I've just started playing Dishonored 2 again and that's like just one of my favourite games ever oh. so um, it's uh, it's got to be on the list Alright um, I'm going to say Divinity 2 of course duh uh, but the one I, I think I put more emphasis on is Rare Replay Oh, like I finally sat and cracked into that sucker and the presentation even though Let's be fair, I hate like 80% of Rare games. The presentation and the British goofiness of it all really is charming. And I'm very glad that I picked up an Xbox mainly just to play that in Cuphead. So it almost justified an entire system's purchase for me. It's good to hear that Microsoft and Rare are getting some love. Uh, For me, got a Switch this year, and whilst I've not finished any of these three games um mario kart mario odyssey and breath of the wild breath of the wild is one i'm going to talk about and i was a little bit wary of this game i really like the traditional zelda formula where it's you go to a dungeon you get an item you you use that item to then beat a boss and yada 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 um this turns that up upside down straight away and i love the way you can just do whatever you want however you want there's so many different little hidden mechanics around the world and I, I love the way the, the game's designed to to kind of draw your attention while you're going from objective A to objective B. And I deliberately haven't finished it in one big sitting because I just love turning it on and kind of exploring the world and then maybe doing one objective and thinking, I'm going to come back and savor this. So yeah, Breath of the Wild, what a masterpiece of a game. I really hate when I can't make fun of your picks, Luke. It's not fun. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, thank you. Uh, what, what have you got, Dave? Um, I already said. Rare <laughs> Replay. And uh, the other uh, one that I mentioned already. We are on the ball, gentlemen. We are. We are. Have I answered the question? Yes, you did. Okay, what did I say? Div- Dishonored 2. Like a oh yeah, right. Twat. Okay, right. Nice. Uh, what? Okay. 
don't like Hang Dishonored. On. I really have don't you played like it? Dishonored. Have you played Dishonored I, 2 yet? I played none of it. I have oh. it. I own it. Play it. But listen to the watch out for Fireballs, Dishonored, and Dishonored oh, I already have. Already did. Oh, have like, you? Like right. That, I'll, that I'll... plus you is what convinced me to. Okay, I need to at least play this. Uh, yeah, you you got to. You got to. Like I mean, I still have to, Mankind man. Divided. Sitting there. Oh, for God's sake. I ain't even played yet. I know. <laughs> I I finished like 60 games this year and I still haven't done enough. <laughs> okay. Right. Um. So since we've had a year full of blockbusters and just these big name releases, I feel personally the indie scene, I could care less what came out in the indie scene this year. And I think maybe a little bit of a highlight would be good because we still play indie games, you know, just your five quick 10-minute things. So what is the indie game of the year for you guys? I'm going to have to say that indie games is probably the most amount of time I've spent with gaming apart from games for the podcast. And just because the the Switch has that pick-up, put-to-sleep sort of feel to it. Um, but It's also really good for playing, you know, six-year-old games. Yeah, 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 love it, love it. Um, <laughs> oh, right, so um, the one I'm not going to talk about is Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. And I am going to talk about it, actually. I've never finished a Castlevania game. This is like a spiritual successor to a Castlevania game. It's great. It's it's really, really good. I'm not very good at it. I had to play it on the easiest difficulty, but it's made me want to go play other Castlevania games and then play the, the one that's coming out next year, I think. So that should be ace. Uh, oh, I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say. I've just figured that out. It's Hollow Knight. Was that? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Hollow Knight is this brilliant eerie. It's actually a couple years old, actually, but um, it's this eerie little Dark Souls esque Metroidvania that has a brilliant soundtrack, really, really good visual design. But it has the whole Dark Souls boss thing and I love sitting and figuring out how a boss works and where I'm supposed to move and how I'm supposed to to navigate to get around attacks and then where I'm supposed to attack. And this game is full of that. And again, I've not finished it. I really need that. This is a theme for me this year. (laughs) But if anyone is into that Metroidvania or Dark Souls thing and you've not played Hollow Knight, you've probably heard about it. You should play it. It is a fucking great game. Watch your damn language. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, unlike Luke, I am not a hipster, and I spend most of my time oh. playing games that have been stamped by the establishment as this is AAA because they're really good. Um, but two games really stuck their noses out to me. One is is a reissue, but since India, I kind of stuck it in this one, and that's uh, Gundamoniums. It's it's a bullet hell Toho shooter made way back like 10 years ago and they finally got re-released on PS4 and I love me a bullet hell shooter so does Craig I think he really enjoyed Cotton if I remember right oh yeah yeah it was amazing but the one I want to talk about but Luke already did was Bloodstained like I was kind of I try not to butcher these names see if I can so I was worried after Mighty Number 9 came out and KG enough and a just kind of fell off the face of the earth in terms of like how high we hold him for Mega Man and to see that Koji Igarashi is doing good after leaving Konami and even though it was Inti Creates that did Bloodstained 
I really have a lot more faith in the actual Bloodstained game now. That little indie thing was so good, and it's so packed full of secrets. It's ex- excellent. So no one has played Celeste or Dead Cells or Guacamelee 2? Um, Craig played Guacamelee. I haven't answered yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> does Guacamelee count as... Like, that's another thing. Like, Does Bastion or Transistor count as indie? Uh, yeah. That's tricky. That's tricky. It's Warner Brothers that published them, and Warner Brothers is definitely not a small company. Um, I discounted Transistor because of that. Um, Transistor's amazing. Transistor's like uh, absolutely incredible. It's a hundred times better than Bastion. Ah, uh, hmm. Um, we'll talk about uh, that yeah. if we do a Transistor episode. We're gonna we're gonna do the three of them. We'll do we'll do Bastion. Oh Transistor, yeah, we'll do Empire. the super massive podcast games. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, my two are the one I won't speak too much about is Darkest Dungeon it's just incredible to play oh, such a, um, a Hat in Time is my actual like one I would talk I about I thought it length. would be and it, it, relating back to one of the first answers I gave it's better than Mario Odyssey in so so many ways that I disagree I, with you on I think it absolutely and utterly beasted that it's, it's just a fantastic oh yeah game. you fell it's, in love with that yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, like a, it was one of the ones where I sat down and played it in a couple of sessions, was replaying it, redoing it, redoing all the wee challenges and bits and bobs. It's just a delightful game to play, and I heartily recommend. You, the, the PlayStation doesn't see that many cutesy three D platformers, really, and getting that and and just playing through it was just it was just a delight, and it's such a welcome break in between all the personas and monster hunters and that and then you go and hit blooming hat and time and you're like that was just pleasant it was just lovely it made such yeah, a big see, impact that, on me. that's kind of the feeling i get from a kirby game it's like you, you mm-hmm. we boot it up and like well this is just fucking adorable <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's such a weird wording dave you know, it's adorable <laughs> and the fucking is not the, <laughs> the two i would associate but yeah <laughs> What is your favorite game-related media this year? Like, do you guys ingest a whole bunch of game-related media? Whether it be a magazine or a website or, you know, a podcast uh, or anything I've, like that? I've got, I've got a couple for this. Uh, the Watch Out for Fireballs podcast, recommended by Dave. Um, they go into a great amount of detail on any game. So I've been listening to ones where I have already played the game and you get that feeling that you've played it. And you've played it with them, and you've sat through it with them, and they speak about things at great de- in great detail. Oh, way better um, podcast than we could ever be. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, and I also subscribe to the Retro Gamer magazine, which I haven't had a magazine for ages. But see, just having a magazine of curated content that isn't endlessly scrolling on Eurogamer, reading the top red or a block, it's something different to have yeah. it in print. It feels like it went through that extra stage of editing to get it down to that many pages and it, you can tell reading it it's just it's a fantastic read yeah like after the internet we've been reading stuff on the internet for so long it is nice to have instead of the shotgun approach to everything a very narrow focus of yep. a magazine yeah i uh i have been thinking about subscribing to a magazine i i'm really struggling with this question um i think i think the the 
the shit answer I'll give is Spotify and finding old game soundtracks and just listening to them through at work. Uh, Halo, for example, has been on my playlist a lot at the moment. Yeah, the drums in that in that album, man. Holy shit! Whoever did that was amazing. Ah, uh, come on! The people who like that are the same people like Phil Collins. I like Phil Collins. <laughs> in the air tonight is an all right game, okay, or song. All right, it's not the be all end all of drums. And we now have the track to lead us out of 2018. Thank you very much. Do 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 do. I can feel you coming in my hair tonight. <laughs> oh, I thought it was coming into her tonight. <laughs> What's your favorite media? We should, Dave. Pro- <laughs> we should probably cut that bit. Um, I, I was gonna say, uh, kind of watch out fireballs with Craig, but this year I did a grand rewatch of Crontendo, and oh, yeah. oh, that nice. dude is doing God's work, man. I I love everything about that show. And on the second one is uh, another YouTube. I spend a lot of time watching stuff because you know now that we have stuff we have to play. It severely limits, you know, your I, your ability to just, Bleh, I feel like playing this and just doing that. Because, you know, it's like, oh, I've got Yakuza 0, i got to play. Uh, so a guy named LGR on YouTube is oh, yeah, I've seen great him, for, yeah, he's really great for all those games I missed on computers as a kid because I was a, you know, console kid. So just watching him talk about computers and the different games like the Apache stuff and the Epic game stuff that I know of, but I just missed playing them. That's been a lot of fun this year. So finding out all that kind of new stuff, it's been ace. Nice. So uh, I like to kind of split things into nice little categories. So Uh what is your favorite Western game and your favorite Eastern game? Oh, well. Western's clearly going to be Red Dead for Luke, isn't it? Because it's a Western. (laughs) One last score, guys. One last score. It's actually not. Uh, My favourite Western game is Spider-Man. Overall package, I think Spider-Man is better overall. And my favourite Eastern game is going to be Smash Bros. Because they have absolutely nailed it I think it's rare to find a game that manages to pull in every single previous title into it 71 characters it's insane classic mode killed me did you do the spiritual mode no, no, I, I put it down. I did. I finished classic mode with all seventy-one characters, and I'm letting it sit for a bit before I go back and play spirits. It's it's just there's so much to it, and it's none of it feels like it's tagged on or just there because it needs to be there. But the the one thing I'd say that really this is maybe tying onto my whole like Nintendo is the best company this year is Nintendo ev- didn't make Smash Brothers, dog. Well, but no, hang on. Stop giving them credit. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> Every single character in that game or the soundtrack or the levels just makes you want to go play old Nintendo games or like, you know I feel like that, especially Sonic Yeah. Oh, I got the Pokemon bugs so hard after playing that game Final Um, Fantasy 7, Give give Hal the credit, they're the developers Yeah. It's just Nintendo's IPs Yeah. I get the sense look, you're not, you're speaking about Nintendo at that higher level at that umbrella package of uh, yes, it's a HAL game, but it's the Nintendo thing. Yeah. Is that what Actually, and I think yeah. this year, uh, this iteration, well, Bamco, did a lot of work on it. Yeah. 
Joker's going to so, be So, yeah, in it's it. almost – yeah, and it, it's kind of, a, I guess, a meeting of the minds more than it is just one developer. It's a celebration almost, isn't it? It's Oh, it is. It mm-hmm. is. I, I don't know how much direct involvement in, Nintendo has in, like, making the game. I don't know. I've heard it's not much. But anyway, I'm sorry. Beside the point. No, that's it. Well, I go. Um, Western God of War. You can't actually get more West because that's right on the West Coast. So it's like as West as West can be. It's so West it's almost East. Uh, Eastern's oh, Persona 5. so tedious. Yeah. <laughs> um, Persona 5, God of War 2. Blockbuster games are just fantastic. So that's easy. I'm not, I don't need to explain. Uh, same old hat. Uh, Divinity 2 for the best Western. Um, this kind of, it kind of did the same thing Witcher did for me of like, oh, it doesn't have to be from the U.S. or Japan to be a really good game. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Monster Hunter from the East. Man, nothing kind of says Japan like Monster Hunter, and they just knocked that sucker out. You know the guys that make Divinity? I got stuck on Divinity 1, which they released years ago. I put up a thread on their forum asking, because I thought it was a bug, how do I get past this bit? And they actually responded to me. I'm like, holy shit, that's amazing. They've, they've oh, Larian? Got, yeah, they've still got people on their forums like that actually work for the studio, helping people and like pushing them towards their own. They've written their own guide and they push people towards it and they'll help you with bugs. And I think that's amazing. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of CD Projekt Red. Yeah. It's nice to see those. I, I Would you call them AAA developers or are they still in that weird like double A? They're area. just doing their own thing. I guess the first game. I'm not, I'm not sure about the second one, but the first one was kickstarted, right? So, well, uh, they were like four Divinity games before that. Yeah, I think they kickstarted uh, okay. Original Sin. Right. Yeah. The, the, okay. the, it's like a total. I, I reckon a lot of people haven't heard of the Divinity series, and they really need to check them out if they haven't. It's they are amazing. Oh yeah, I've never heard about it until tonight. It's amazing. <laughs> All right, uh, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. So let's have the last two here, and then we'll get into the this is the best things. A developer you want to have a pint with, a person of like, I really like, you know, what you did here. Just a games industry figure you'd you'd buy a beer and sit down and talk to. Would you at all be bowled over with surprise if I said Ron Gilbert? (laughs) Really? Have you even played any of his games? <laughs> um, I just want to buy that man a pint for Thimble Week and obviously for previous works, but that's just been a delight of the year. So, uh, Ron, if you're listening, I would buy you a pint. Really? Over Schaefer? That's interesting. Yep. Just I think right Schaefer now, might right... be the more enjoyable time. Yes, but I, I know what you mean, but d- Ron, don't take offence to that if you are listening. <laughs> it's you I want. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, man. Oh, don't hold Luke. back. So, at the end of Wonder Boy, there is a there's the credits has all the all the developers and their um, pictures of them, like when they were kids and when they were like basically adults. I I really like. It's, it's clear all of them have played this game and loved it when they were younger, and I'd love to have that conversation with just that studio of like why they did it and um like how it was going and picking up the old game and remaking it and doing all the soundtrack and stuff i i think that would be a fascinating evening um it'd probably be quite expensive because i think there's a few of them like but yeah (laughs) 
Really good. Um, are they the same people that are doing the um, Cursed Kingdom remake? No. Or is that a different group? I think it's a different group, but they are doing Streets of Rage 4. Oh, wow, that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. Myself, it's probably Sakurai from, from HAL. Like, the fact that that dude made Kirby and made mm-hmm. Smash. I would love to sit down and just ask him all kinds of questions about Smash. Not, why didn't you put 1v1 Final Destination Fox only in? Because that's really stupid. But, like, <laughs> I, I don't know how you can wrangle all those IPs and not go crazy. Because everybody's got to have their, you can put this person in if you do this and if you do that. Yeah. That's got to be hell. Could you give it, like, six months? I hear he's in hibernation after, like, three years of being awake. Well, from what I gather, it, this things almost kill him every time he does it. <laughs> yeah, he does age significantly between them. I know, right? I mean, and, of course, you you show the game off, and the first thing it gets is, um, why did you take out wave dashing? It's like, oh, jeez. Okay, so another nebulous one, your personal gaming revelation of 2018. So this was the year that I found out anymore I can't stand sandbox games. Because I, I have, like, Nobunaga's Ambition and Romance of Three Kingdoms and Sim City, and all these sandbox games that have no objectives at all. Civ. Civ being another one. And anymore, if I play a game without objectives or a win state that is final, I get bored very fast. So I think I... I it's can't really, play them anymore. It's a really interesting point, Dave, and it's something that I'd like to discuss a lot in a lot more depth. I'm having the same thing with Stardew Valley at the moment. It's just that game is unnecessarily long, and I think it's. I just don't click with that game where it's almost like a infinite ending. You know, you can just play it forever. Does Stardew have a end? Because I know Harvest Moon yeah. does. It does. But I think Stardew, you have to do up the broken down house. Yeah. Is that what Mike was saying? And okay, that's, so, the, that's the actual game. Oh, okay. All right. I imagine it's one of those things where you need to do pretty much everything in the game anyway to get to the end. Yeah. I, or I, is I've, it? Okay. I, I've put hundreds of hours into it, and I'm, I don't even feel like I've touched the surface of it. Do you want to go look? Yeah. Okay. So the first one is that I probably shouldn't be on a podcast that does Game of the Year as I barely or I've barely played or finished anything this year. <laughs> uh, and the second one or the one I would like to go into a bit more detail is I think the gaming industry needs to take a step back from the Dark Souls difficulty thing because everybody and their dog seem to be doing it like it doesn't seem oh, necessary. Oh, please tell me they're making Bark Souls. <laughs> that would be a great game. Day one. I, I don't know. If, the, like... the collar of sin. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Oh, oh, what? There we go. <laughs> I, I, it, just, it just seems to add a lot of extra, or unneeded time to games. And like, I like games that are... This is maybe another thing I've noticed this year is I'm not finishing a lot of games. I, I seem to be playing enough of it to get a feel of it and I'm getting a feeling of accomplishment from that and then moving on to something else just because my time has been so limited. So um, picking up a game and thinking, why have you made this so difficult? Why is it another Souls game? Just because that's the trend is a little bit grating. Now, now same thing goes for your point. I find myself going the opposite. Like <laughs> playing Divinity on Tactician yeah, you're mad. I've had to reload that thing so many times. And I, I found my appetite for difficulty increasing. Like, I enjoy when a game says, no, you're not good enough to walk in the door. 
get out of here. But that's a choice. I kind of like set the that. difficulty. I, I, yeah, that is true. That is, that's yeah. a very good point. Gregory? Oh, okay. Um, I've got kind of like a stupid sounding one. It's kind of stupid because it's it's more like personal reflection, I suppose. But mm-hmm. through listening to podcasts and actually thinking more about what I do and why I do it, it was the whole concept. I've spoken to one of you before about this, but the whole concept of player expression and figuring out that it's that that drives me towards the games that I like the most. So I listed like Deus Ex, Metal Gear Solid Five, Breath of the Wild, Hitman, Far Cry, Bioshock, the Dishonored series. They're all games that let you play in a way that you want to. They let you, especially mm-hmm. something like Hitman, you get to express yourself in it. And then yeah, that's yeah. why when it links back to Far Cry, it doesn't matter about the story. I just appreciate and love and live for the freedom to have an objective and do whatever I want to get there. Oh my and gosh, Craig, was... you'd love Divinity. Yeah. Like, no okay. lie. Like, I mean, I mean, there are bosses where it's like, ooh, he's hitting a little too hard. Let me put my guys in a line and I will chain teleport him to the other side of the map. <laughs> and then buff up until he gets... I mean, you can do some crazy uh, things in there. Yeah. Sorry. But no, no, that that's it. It's that kind of thing, and it it was back to the Far Cry thing. And while I love Dishonored, Dishonored is one of the few games that I replay and want to perfect. Look, you shared that video of that incredible kill spree. Oh yeah, and it's just it's just something that I just I, I, I you know I like puzzles and stuff, but it's player expression is where it's at, and I've only just really figured that out after however many years playing games that it's that that's what I call what I like. That totally makes sense because I've been really struggling to see why you like Far Cry 5 so much and I'm a big fan of the Far Cry games. The story isn't the thing that pulls me into it. I think it's the actual mechanics mm-hmm. of the game but Far Cry 5 see, feels like it's in a transition for the series. They're moving away from that very like go speak to this NPC fetch quest sort of thing to like a more natural you'll save somebody mm-hmm. and they'll give you a tip sort of thing. I don't think they've quite nailed yeah. it and it's a good move. I'm looking forward to the next one but I, I don't know, it Ew. just felt a bit same-ish. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you, you are very right. It's <laughs> it's right in that zone. It's not Breath of the Wild. You don't happen across someone in a in a field and all of a sudden you're eight hours away. They're, they're trying to get there and make things more organic, but it, it doesn't quite hit. Yeah. But I still like the end game of coming across a camp and going, how am I going to murder everyone in this camp? Do you know what for, would have made Far Cry 5 a lot better is if we'd played it in co-op? Like... I'm getting yeah. what, what was that game where we were running around on rooftops away from zombies that I'm getting that sort of vibe from it that would have been amazing oh um Dying Light yeah that was so good oh yeah no yeah. that game was awful oh no it was brilliant Dying Light was awful but playing it co-op yeah. was hilarious yeah. <laughs> okay so yeah I kind of have the same feeling about like Dead Island it was really bad by itself but playing with friends mm-hmm. yeah it was fun alright so since we're doing okay on time I'm going to say we go over quickly the negatives that we categories that I have. Let me first state that I don't ever envy game developers at all. They've got to deal with some of the worst crap in the world. So this is not a personal knock on developers because I'd buy them all a beer if I could because they create wonderful things. But, you know, they also create some terrible things like Far Cry. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, first in the negative categories is the most potential wasted other than Red Dead 2. <laughs> uh, what? That was my answer. <laughs> I know. That's what I mean. Everybody would have said Red Dead 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, I'll have to have a think. 
Okay, sure. Um, yeah, I've got I've got to be open. I didn't prep answers for these negative ones because it's not that I wasn't sure if we were going to bring it up or not. It was just more. Um, I find it really difficult to be negative unless it's like something really terrible, like Red Dead Two. I find it really <laughs> difficult. <laughs> Fuck I off. love how this um, whole thing has just been one prolonged needling of it. <laughs> I love you guys. I'm looking through, I'm looking through kind of what I've played this year, and I can't quite pin down one thing that I think. Do you know what that had potential, but it's not quite. It's not quite nailed. And up. we, you already said Carmageddon for last year. Yeah, so it can't be Carmageddon. Uh, well, then if you don't have an answer, that's perfectly fine. Myself. I'm gonna say a bit of an action more, and I'd say Dragon Quest Eleven. What? Well, don't spoil anything. So, but what? No, no, I won't spoil anything. Okay, so Dragon Quest Eleven has been so long since a proper console Dragon Quest has released here, and this would have been the perfect opportunity to shake things up. But. Instead, it's just another Dragon Quest. And that is both really good and also kind of bad. Because Dragon Quest is Dragon Quest because it never changes. But Dragon Quest needs to change sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this would have been yeah. a perfect, like, okay, let's do something new. Instead, it plays like an incredibly well-refined Dragon Quest game. Which I'm also okay with. It's just, they could have done more. Yeah. Um, just while you were talking there, um, I was listening, but I also thought of something. <laughs> and I, I, just... <laughs> oh, I love you, Craig. It's I, I don't know whether I don't know whether this is going to be in the right category or not. But Mafia Three to me f- was very very good, but it didn't feel quite right to me. And I think with some tweaks to the story and the cutting away some of the repetitiveness I know that it's, that it's something that you ranted and raved about being amazing was a, a limit on the amount of side quests per person and, and that kind of thing but I felt it yeah. was quite repetitive in that and I think had a bit more work been put into some of the mechanics and gameplay aspect and less on uh, the story was good but do you know what I mean it's just it's something yeah like it needed to bake a little bit more before they yeah it out of the oven. exactly okay yeah, no, no, that's absolutely fair. I mean, and that's, I guess, I'm, I was more impressed, and I still am, because that's not a big name game series either. Like yeah. most people probably never even seen Mafia One or Two, so Three comes out, and, hey, it's pretty good actually. So yeah, mm-hmm. I absolutely know what you mean. Okay, I've, I've thought one, um, and this is more. I think is maybe all three of us are going to think this. Uh, Fallout seventy six had the potential to be absolutely amazing bethesda had an opportunity to do something that most other game companies would envy a series that could fit so well into that online sort of space and it seems like it's just another very very poor quality cash grab from them which is very very disappointing and i think bethesda for a while now have got a free pass on poor quality games i.e full of bugs and they're just continuing that trend. Now they've they've gone down the microtransaction route and they're on a very, very slippery slope, I think, with what their customers think of them. So it's maybe Bethesda in general need to watch what they're doing, I think, because they're they're on the verge of maybe doing an EA. Yeah, both Bethesda and Bioware, I think, fall into there. Yeah. 
Like they've got, got, but um, the category was wasted potential, not which game exploded in the hangar and never left the ground. (laughs) (laughs) I because I I actually forgot. On you go. No, 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 no. I was just gonna make snarky comments. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say something, you know, worthwhile. Um, I actually forgot. (laughs) How hyped I was for, yeah. for Fallout! I forgot I, it was pre-ordered. Yeah. It was I was so ex- super excited, and it was just as it got closer to that release date, and you started reading more and more about it. Oh, I it was great! Me and Luke got to hear your heartbreak in real time <laughs> yeah. when you found out what it was. It is audible. It was absolutely audible. And then I mean, I was obviously bang on. <laughs> paying like yeah, cancelling yeah. my pre-order for full price and I, i'm incredibly disappointed so so uh a little odd bit is um uh, the whole my ps4 life thing which is a brilliant thing and i really wish they would bring it to north america i'd love to see some of my stats explain mm-hmm. it but i guess people people are oh so my ps4 life in europe anyway what it does is it i guess scrapes your ps4 and your account to show you how many hours you've played total what's the game you've played the most hours in what's your rarest trophy it's it's very cool just like you know data i like data Mm -hmm. um but i guess people are scraping it and they're putting together how many people are actually buying and playing games okay yeah and 76, I guess, has just some of the worst numbers out there. And I, I guess people um, are quite upset. I bought it with a PlayStation 4 Pro bundle and sold it. It had only been out for like two days. And the, the, the trade-in value dropped like by a half almost overnight, which is insane. Wow. Yeah, it's just not done well. No. I mean, and, and and on the side, the flip side, yeah, it really sucks to put you know hundreds and thousands of hours worth of work and just watch it nosedive. One of my friends bought it, and he said, like, you know, um, you know, when you're playing one of these first pro games, you in like a, a sandbox, your cone of vision is generated, and everything around you, like behind you, isn't generated. So if you turn, you'll that'll move the generation point. The game can't keep up with you yeah. turning, so you'll turn and things just won't generate for a couple seconds. And it's like that. You- ah, jeez. Oh, uh, it just sounds a buggy mess. Well, let's cheer up a little bit, gentlemen. Um, <laughs> what do you find? And then, Luke, you sort of answered this already. But what do you find is the most annoying gaming trend? Now, I'm gonna since you already answered, I'm gonna open yeah, this up to like it. ephemera too, of like gaming as a community, or you know, maybe just what companies are doing, things like that. All right, um, I'll go again. Uh, my first one is all of the forgiveness for Nintendo drives me insane. Like, if I said to you, there's a new system coming out in 2017, the D-pad on the system won't work correctly. There is no real online infrastructure. You can't voice chat. You can't send friend requests. You have to still use codes. But it's coming out in 2017, and most of the library will be games that have already come out a long time ago. If Sony or Microsoft did that, people would explode. I was going to answer this for the the EA Bad Company of the Year award, but this is a great time to talk about it. I don't understand what Nintendo are doing. Like... they have released an absolute beast of a console, yet maybe some of the controllers aren't great, and 
graphically batteries maybe a problem is it going to age well but their whole infrastructure online is a complete mess the online game system is a mess their eShop is a mess they're not releasing their classic games like they used to and they seem to be doing it instead for these classic NES and classic SNES Oh, well, okay, to be there, I'll disagree with you. They're adding online functionality to all of them, so I'm okay with that. They're actually updating them, so you can play Urban Champion together. At least they're adding something new. But, That's fine. It's not just them downloading ROMs. Well, but, I mean, historically, you buy a Nintendo console and you've got access to Virtual Console and just about every previous thing they've got. Yeah. They've also got a huge backlog of Wii or GameCube games that, you know, They've ported some of them. Surely, like, porting a lot of them and filling this drought of first-party games would have been a, a great idea. Like, I, I love my Switch, but Nintendo's business decisions just bamboozle me, and you just kind of have to live with it. You know, there's no point getting worked up about it, but I totally agree. They, they don't deserve the, the free pass that they get. Well, no, no, I don't have a problem with living with it because for the last, like, what, since the GameCube? Yeah. Nintendo has always been, well, that's my second console. Yeah. That's kind of par for the course of Nintendo. What, what drives me insane is people, like, they actually release articles saying, oh, it's a good thing that games aren't <laughs> yeah. coming out for the system. It gives us time to save our thing. What is that? Yeah. That's what drives me nuts is, is how we just smooth everything over because it's Nintendo. It is because, it, I mean, it, I mean, look at some of the problems Microsoft had. They had uh, a hardware failure and a crappy D-pad, and the internet almost set Microsoft on fire because of it. Same with PlayStation; they had problems with PS3. That not a lot of library was coming out, and the internet was going to explode all over Sony. But Nintendo does it, and well, that's Uncle Miyamoto. We, we can't, we can't, you know, say anything bad against him. Even though it's not him. I really miss Iwata. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I know. It's frustrating. And my second second one, and I got to get this off my chest. If I see another reviewer say, oh, it's a good game and it controls well and looks good, but it has no soul, I'm going to murder somebody. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Dinging a game because it has doesn't or does have something that's unquantifiable is so dumb like how can you tell what games have soul surely the media needs to be in this topic because how the fuck did red dead redemption 2 get 10 out of 10 from just about every big (laughs) (laughs) i think a lot of it comes down to is they're looking for something that most consumers are not yeah like, sure, cheese critics may really love a stinky cheese, but <laughs> I'll just have cheddar, thank you. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So what about you guys? Um, yeah, I just jumped in on pretty hard on that. I'm just... Difficulty again. Yeah, I've, I think I've said enough on that. Craig, anything? Uh, I, I don't have a lot. I, don't, I find it very difficult to get, get annoyed. I'm actually just annoyed right now at how often... There's a um, PlayStation Store sale. It's really, really difficult <laughs> that, that a lot of things are on sale all the time because not only do you have to buy them and then have them sitting annoying you because you can't have the time to play them, but it's just it just bugs the tits off me that the price drops so much and you're like, 
Finally, the price is what it should be for a digital store. Why is Monster Hunter still 40 quid when you can buy it from Amazon physically for 22 pounds? You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. But that's like that's like an old, annoying thing that I've got. But I've got nothing else, really. I'll tell you the, what, though, The price Craig. of digital games. There we go. Something. All right, okay. That, that, uh, it'll get to a point, though, where it is really satisfying to be able to walk into, like, a GameStop or a, I don't know where you guys can buy games like uh, what Tesco or whatever mm-hmm. you guys go to, and you can just look down the shelf and go, "All right, I got that, I got that, I got that, I got that, I got that," and like just even on digital sales, be like, "Ah, I've already got them." It is a yeah. wonderful feeling in the world. Next, we have the "Why isn't it?" We'll call this the Duke Nukem Forever "Why Isn't It Here Yet" award. Psychonauts mm-hmm. oh. uh, two. All right, that's a good one. And that's, that's still a, slated for 2019, right? As it's been confirmed for 2019, so thank you, ah, good. Tim. Shenmue 3. Discuss. And that's still slated for who the hell cares, right? <laughs> <laughs> are, are you, are you going to buy it, Luke? You going to have the Yakuza? I think I might. I, I, I don't know. I'm not expecting a lot from it. I'm kind of hoping that after it comes out, the whole internet culture thing behind it disappears because I'm so sick of people going on about oh shit me too what a great game I remember when it's like fuck off no you don't <laughs> it was terrible it was terrible then it's terrible now it was um flawed goodness <laughs> well yeah but you gotta look at the ratio of flawed to good like I found Shenmue to be the most boring game in the world it was so ambitious. Yeah, I'll give it that. It was very ambitious. Just anyway, mine goes to <laughs> Bloodstained. Why isn't that here yet? I need it in my body, and it's not here yet. The next is why don't we have more of this genre? And the only reason why I put this in is this year I played Sudden Strike Four, and that's a proper World War II military RTS. And I was over the moon. Like, I so... Once I switched to, like, console only, I really miss RTSs. Is there something for you guys where there's a genre where it's like you only see one or two every once in a while and you're like, ah, I need more of this genre? That's, um, well, point and click. For me, point and click, most certainly. Yeah, because I would imagine, like, the first-person walking simulators don't quite hit the same buttons. Oh, no, that a not, good point not, and click not, do. Okay. Not. No, 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 no. Um, I, I'm really missing the Bioware games. Um, I've got nothing to look forward to, and I've got. I know there is a Dragon Age supposed to be coming, but I just don't have a, a high hope for it at the moment. Um, huge fan of those games, and it just feels like something's missing this generation. Not having them. Oh, so like the big grand third person RPGs with a party kind of thing. Yeah, I, the 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 whole this is your character and you'll shape a world or a universe is. It's, okay. Yeah. Would it help if they re-released Knights of the Republic for you? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Do you think they will? I have no idea. I, I wonder how well they've held up because that was a long time ago. Yeah, I played I played the first one for a little bit this year. And apart from the quest being very, like, go kill five items and come back and all that fetchy World of Warcraft style thing... The story was still good, still engaging. 
I remember the combat being wonky. Like yeah. that would be my only hesitant thing. Was it's a little wonky. Yeah, you just left on auto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, we have the EA Bad Company of the Year award. Um, and I'm delighted to announce that that um, goes to EA. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, any special reason this year? Good question. Uh, the name of the award kind of pigeonholes. <laughs> I'm like. Like the, the Spider-Man recipient. 2018 fun to get around <laughs> exactly. <forward. laughs> Yep. I, I'm going to go with EA as well, and just because they're they're still continuing with this microtransaction bullshit, and maybe they've pulled it out of some of their other games, but the some of the stuff that's going on in the background of FIFA is disgusting. It's just... It, oh, yeah. It's Good point. slot machines for children, and it, it's absolutely not on, and hopefully governments start to do something about it, because... You know, I haven't noticed how bad it is because I don't play football games or soccer games. But from speaking to friends who have kids that do it, or from my my cousin, for example, who's a teenager and, and does it, the, some of the stuff that's going on and the, like the the mechanics there to get people to spend money is just it's absolute filth. It shouldn't be allowed in the gaming industry, or if it is, it should be behind an age limit, like you would if you were were gambling. Um, now, this is more of a cultural question, but gambling is still in this weird, like, dead zone here, where in some places it's legal, some places it's not, some people have moral objections, most people don't, that kind of thing. What about over there? Is gambling just generally more accepted? There's a push at the moment to get it off the television as much, because just about every single TV or radio advert seems to be a betting website. Um, okay. I, I, I don't know. I mean, personally, not never been that attracted to it, so it's not not something I think about. But I am becoming aware of how how many adverts there are, how much visualization is on like every website, and you you hear it everywhere, see it everywhere. It is a bit scary how how much it just seems to be the norm in the UK. Yeah, the gamification of gambling is terrifying. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll have to send you a video about this. Um, there's this. There's this software that a lot of mobile developers have started using. I can't even remember what it's called. Jim Sterling did a video on it. But it, it figures out what sort of gamer you are and how to get money out of you. And like some of the things it does is like absolutely disgusting. Like for for example, you'll be match made with somebody who has spent a lot of money so that you get beat quite significantly in an attempt to get you to spend money. And then based on how if you if you just decide to spend a little bit of money or if you spend a lot after that period it'll then figure out the trends for you and just keep on applying that and it, it's quite scary the levels of ai that are going into getting i'll money tell you people. what there's half of me that's like that's despicable and then there's the other half that's like that's brilliant you should see the video I mean, not though. the good kind of brilliant but yeah yeah. No, I'm not, not like I endorse it, but just the ideas and the minds behind that, figuring that out. It's like, that's really smart. Yeah, well, it's this- like this generation's um, Bond villain. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an AI no somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you have one, Craig? Uh, no, not particularly. Oh, no, wait, you said, okay. I you said, said, I said EA just for yep. comedic effect, and I think I'll stick with it. Just, just because. <laughs> uh, mine's Konami. They have a massive, wonderful backlog of so many good genre-developing games, and they make pachinko. And that's Konami. 
So yes, Konami, you are the worst company that I've heard about. Even worse than people that treat their employees terrible. Because all that potential drives me insane. Hang on. Right. I know Konami and the whole Hideo Kojima thing was bullshit. But they make so much money from the other things that they do. That yeah, that's the problem. Like, I, As a business, I understand them. Yeah. As somebody that really enjoys their stuff, it's sad. Yeah. The, I mean, the best situation for gamers is if they were to sell their IPs to another company that were interested. Because they're clearly not. But you, you, can't, you can't attack them for the way that they don't make games because it's not making them as much money as other things no you're right you're absolutely i I, just for me that's disappointment yeah yeah and and the way they just kind of shovel it out there there's no care behind it like capcom or square i mean square also is in sort of the same boat because they own taito and they don't really do much with it yeah but yeah it's not so much bad company as it is it sucks. I don't like you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you hurt me. <laughs> Give me my childhood um, back. Oh, no, play it, please. No! Nostalgia's bad, Luke. Remember, nostalgia is oh, the sorry, enemy. Sorry, sorry, um, Okay, and the last of the negative is the hype train you're tired of hearing about. Hype train just circles around your house, blowing its whistle every three minutes, and you're just tired of hearing about it. I'm fed up listening to myself think about <laughs> Death Stranding. I'm I'm fed up of it. You know, I said before, I don't often get on a hype train and I will be on the hype train and I will be happy to be disappointed. But it's not often I'm actually on a hype train and I find it quite... I'm, I'm finding myself quite tired of it. I don't like it. I, I don't like being Be careful you something. don't burn yourself out, man. Yeah, that's a yeah like just thinking about it and like watching the bloody same trailers and then those YouTube videos of people dissecting a two minute trailer into an hour long kind of like piece on each part of the tra- Oh, like, welcome to the Souls community, man. What I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? This is ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm fed up of myself. <laughs> hey, fair enough answer. I'm struggling with this Luke? one, Dave. I don't think I've got an answer. I, I, I have an answer, and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings in this, except Luke's, of course. Oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. And that is a Hollow Knight. I am so fucking tired. I have it. I'll play it. <laughs> fucking leave me alone, people. I, it's not just you, Luke. It's everybody that knows that I like Souls so much. It's, dude, dude, have you played Hollow Knight? Oh, my gosh. I know. I know, okay? You and 25 other people have told me. Thank you. I'll play it. Have you heard about this game called uh, Hollow Knight? (laughs) No, that's fair. That reminds me of Hollow Knight. (laughs) There is nothing worse than somebody reminding you about this great game called Hollow Knight all the time. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's almost like um, being dishonored, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah! You know, Craig, I really wish you'd remind me. I keep forgetting that I have it. Give me time. All right. There is a negative and a positive that I didn't write in our notes because I want this to be a gut check surprise here. All Mm -hmm. right. The negative. And we'll do it at the same time. doesn't matter. Same thing. What are some of the negatives you've learned about podcasting for two years? Like, What has this done to you? Game wise, personal wise, what is there anything that's impacted? All right, a negative and positive as well. I miss the days of just playing a game and not having to think about it for a podcast. Like it's it's great, and I love doing the podcast. But sometimes you're just like, I wish I could just turn this on and not think about it, and just blindly like go through the game and not have to think about how I'm going to talk about it. 
the positive absolutely understand you yeah the, the positives for me i think is i have a i have a hobby that i'm very very passionate about i've met some good people that i enjoy to spend a lot of time with and it's got me into gaming a lot more than it did before like i think about games on a different level what well, kind of part of the negative bit i guess but I, you know i'll think about something and i'm like oh i wonder how dave's gonna react to that or i wonder how craig's gonna react to that and that that's been a really really good thing i think all right i love you guys I love you too, Mike, even though you're not real here, but I still see your little Kazuya. Buy a fucking microphone. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, what about you? Um, I'm not sure I've got a lot of oh, negatives. Fuck off. Just I'm say not... it. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm not. Well, no, I'm just going to lead on to something there. Come on. Give me a break. Um, Negative wise, I think. For the most part, I don't. I, thinking about games differently or do playing games for the podcast, I actually would. I class that as a positive. It's been a positive change in how I appreciate the games I'm playing, and I like being over analytical about things yeah. and thinking about that and and doing. So I kind of I've embraced that side of things. I think the biggest negative for me personally is just editing all the podcasts <laughs> <laughs> do you know what it's not far off it's it takes a lot to do this podcast it does take a lot to edit it and I my biggest negative is we record and I we finish recording and I always think you know we might have thought it was going to be a dodgy episode but I know that it's going to turn out great once I've edited it or you've edited it but for any ones that I edit I don't then get to listen to that great product at the end because I've already listened to it five, six, seven times and I'll, I've, I've, I miss listening to... I love it when you do an edit look because I listen to it and I'm like, that was amazing! We did that, that's amazing! I've lost that bit of it. I don't get to appreciate yeah, it. I know that. I know that you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I feel am, the same. Like, like the Operation Sequel stuff, I think they're mm-hmm. all the worst things in the world. They're but just... They're not- I am so tired of hearing me talk. That yeah. I would punch me in the mouth if it didn't hurt. I think that's why our listens are so low. <laughs> <laughs> a positive for me, I'll start with positives because I think this is like a 90% positive thing, is A, we've got an audience interaction, which is just amazing. It's great. Mm-hmm. I'm really sorry we tore your game to shreds. And uh, hanging out with you guys, like Mike, Luke, Craig, I'd like I've never had a group of friends that's kind of like a book club where we'll play something and then we can get together and discuss it. Most people are generally, yeah, it was all right, whatever, and shrug. So, so being able to get analytical, I think, is good. Uh, it's also a negative because I understand exactly what you're saying, Luke. Uh, this this has bit into how many games I I used to average around eighty to ninety games a year that I finish. And I'm down to like 30 because I can't blast through stuff anymore if we're doing it for the podcast, you know? It's, yeah, I mean, there are games I played where I finished and I don't even remember the main character's name. So, <laughs> uh, like, having to change the way that I play a game for this podcast has been kind of a negative just because I don't play as much. Other than that, just just your usual, I can't do see anything that I create as great. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
it's kind of like that whole adjustment period when you're like, oh, that's my voice. And now I'm completely fine with what I sound like. It's just there's just those negatives that aren't big. They're just, oh, OK, that's a thing. Sorry to get all inside baseball on you, peeps. No. Uh, hang on. So, um, Dave, I'm just going to add to that, though. Like, I think all four of us have had that feeling of fuck like that. You go through that awkward sort of, is that what I sound like? Right. And then, you know, oh, yeah. you notice things that you keep on doing or you should you should do and like you try and work on it. But if you go back and listen to one of our early episodes in comparison, which you shouldn't listen. Yeah, yeah, don't please. Like it, in comparison to what they are now. I think all four of us have grown substantially as as friends, as people, as podcasters. And I, the thing is, like, it's weird podcasting because I listen to so many podcasts. I still don't compare us to the podcasts I listen to. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such an odd thing, but it's cool as well. Like, you've got to look at it. Like, the other day I was, I was on our website and I'm like, holy shit, we've released over 100 hours of content. That is absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And something Kelsey brought up to me last night uh, was, you know, I don't think anymore I would fear public speaking. Like, I think I'm used to that now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, there will never be a live panel in case any audience <laughs> member is wondering. No, sir. Or ma'am. Uh, all right. So let's get back to the positive outside of inside baseball there. And let's get to the meaty questions, gentlemen. This right. is it. The whole kebab. I dun, am... Dun. Currently unlocking my tablet so I can get <laughs> yeah, my list. Too. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I did forget. Um, nah, that's a stinker. Anyway. Okay, so the best Sony exclusive. Spider-Man. It's got a war. It's got a war. Yeah, I, I think it's 100% got a war. I need to finish it first. Yeah. F- finish okay. it and then we, we can re-edit it. No, no, no. But, <laughs> yeah, I can just re-edit it. <laughs> Uh, the best Nintendo exclusive I guess I should say Switch Smash yeah Smash Kirby was really good but yeah I'm gonna go Smash I think Smash it it is a if the series never went anywhere after this it would be a great note to go out on best Microsoft exclusive I've already mentioned both of mine what how did I know that was you (laughs) how did I know it's it's Cuphead and Rare Replay hands down um, Cuphead for me is the only one. So Cuphead. I don't have. But I'm not just saying that because it's the only one. It's actually <laughs> brilliant as well. Oh, that it is. Side it of is. things. Every time I play Cuphead, I want to play Alien Soldier, and every time I play Alien Soldier, I want to play Cuphead. <laughs> and yeah, sorry if there's no PC on here. None of us really play games on PC all that often. But let's just say Total War and FTL win PC of the Year award. Fuck you, nerds. F- FTL you can get on um, iPad. But that's a mini computer. So we're going to Fair really enough. You're totally in. right there. Yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. Uh, all right, so this is it. The top five of the year. Uh, do you Number know, one doesn't have to be what you think the best game of the year is. It's literally just top five. I can't praise you enough for the formatting of this question because trying to get top three in order or the best game of the year. It's just damn impossible. Oh, it's It's, a fool's errand. (laughs) Yeah. So the top five in no particular order is the perfect way to phrase and do this. Just fucking say it. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? Oh, you want me to actually say the top five? Yeah, what's your top five, dog? (laughs) All right, sorry. Um, In no particular order, 
Hitman 2, Far Cry 5, Monster Hunter, Beat Saber, God of War. Alright. Um, I only can have umbrage with Far Cry 5, but, you mm-hmm. know, you're Scottish, yeah. I understand. <laughs> Luke? Hollow Knight, Hollow Knight, Hollow Knight, Hollow Knight, and Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight, aye, Hollow Knight. Red Dead 2. <laughs> I have surprisingly not spoken about this first one throughout the whole podcast, but Pokemon Let's Go is a great game. And watching oh hey got that for my daughter for christmas I yeah playing that a little bit it is it is your first pokemon game kind of simplified but they do some really really clever things as in do you have the ball no um amy was gonna get it but she decided not to but i'm not sure i want to play it just watching my wife play it has been great because she's not played it since the original game boy and it is just a remake of the first games um, but they do some really, really clever things with the with the mechanics and do some some good twists. So play it if you haven't. Uh, next one, Dragon Ball Fighters. I have played a lot of time into this. Dave and I had a couple rounds. Don't think I ever beat you properly, but really, really. Krillin like it. is a monster. Yeah, he's an absolute beast. Cell is a, a beast as well. Um, indeed. Number three, Smash Bros. Ultimate. Great, great game. Maybe a little bit controversial. Red Dead Redemption 2, I have... Oh, <laughs> come on! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I really fell for the story. It has a lot of personal reflection on my own life. So, I am a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, spoilers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm giving that in. And uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. All right, uh, out, of, out of curiosity, a Pokemon... Did you get Eevee or Pikachu? There's one correct answer and one wrong answer. Eevee. Oh, you got it wrong. It's all about the Pikachu no, no, dog. No, Eevee, Eevee can like transform into eight other Pokemon or something silly. All right, okay. Well, then we got to go a little deeper here. Best Eevee evolution, man. Again, there's like one right answer, seven wrong. The ice one. Oh. What's the, the right Porygon? One? Yeah. That's the, f- the one with the fishtail, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, you got it right. You got it right, Luke. Good man. (laughs) Thank you. All right. So, again, you've heard most of these spoken about on this podcast, but uh, Smash Brothers is amazing. God of War is fantastic. Sudden Strike 4 was so much fun. I've never had so much fun toppling the Third Reich or helping the Third Reich, depending on what side. And then Soul Calibur 6. I think they took what worked with Tekken and they doubled down on it with Soul Calibur. It has a meaty single player mode. The combat is at the same time faster, but more thought out. Like like you're thinking about it more as you're doing it. It's not as uh, reflex based. And bringing back all the characters they did, adding some of the, I mean, 2B from Near Automata is in it now. It, it's amazing. I love the cross-pollination of games the way they're going now. So, yeah, uh, there's our top fives of the year. Are there any parting messages from you gentlemen that you'd like to impart upon our audience? I would like to say as parting words that this year has been amazing and there are so many games for you to play. I really hope that if you haven't played any here, you would at least give them a quick glance. Maybe maybe they're for you. But um, it has never been a better time to own all three consoles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for listening. And it's been a great year. Yeah. I'm looking forward to next year. 
yeah, so Pattern Words, thank you for listening. Looking forward to 2019. And on that note, our next episode after we've got a retro rewind so we've got psychonauts next week and then in two weeks time we've got a look ahead to 2019 where we will talk about all the things that we are looking forward to in 2019 that was far far too many words not very succinct um ah, perfect next, course craig i love it uh, the next big 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 game we're playing is yakuza 6 finally mike will return in triumphant glory with a new microphone and better quality audio and he will be in his new house and uh, we've delayed playing this game this is one of the games that I think would have featured in this list or in this episode had we played it but we haven't so yeah, it's It's something we're all really looking forward to yep very 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 much so so that's it and thank you since this is Christmas I say we dismiss all of the check us out on our website crap Mm mm-hmm so for now, enjoy the episode. We hope you had a or have a I don't remember when this is coming out. A Merry Christmas, happy holidays, good New Year's Happy Hogmanay. Ciao. Love you. Oh yeah, we can't forget Hogmanay that. Yeah.